Increments is a show for technologists about leveraging the in-between moments. Those moments when you come up for air and take a beat. We've spoken a fair bit about fears at this point, and I'm sure there's plenty more that we can talk about, plenty more that we can dig into. But really, I think it's time to pivot and take more action and do stuff to actually help address those fears that we're feeling. Um, you know, I think that we've done step one, which is talking about them. And this is not one of those processes, I think, where you finish step one and you're done with it. I think it's one where step one continues and you build off of it, but you always return back to doing that step one of just talking about your fears regularly with people who you um, are inspired by, with people that you respect, with people that you are mentored by, but also people that are your peers and people who may be more junior to you. But, but just talking about them candidly is a really important step to continue to do. But I think the next thing to do is really just about addressing those fears. And I think a lot of people have different approaches, but I wanted to share some things that have worked for me. And it's just because I think the best reassurance for any kind of fear is to know that you're always actively doing something about it, that you're not just sitting on your hands and just falling victim to them. Um, yeah, because the truth is, is that maybe those fears that you have about yourself, maybe they are true, right? The things that I worry about in terms of whether I talk too much or whether I'm not succinct, you know, maybe that's true, maybe that's real, but that's only a bad thing if you're not doing anything about it. If you're actively working on it, that fear that is currently true is not going to be true for that long. You've identified it and you're working against it. So the most important thing really after talking about it is actually going ahead and taking some steps. But doing something and what you end up doing, that, that might vary, that might depend on the person. But I think one of the easiest places to start is really just the foundation of just about everything we do, which is starting on the computer, you know, Google things. It's really easy when I think about it, just how it, much we take for granted what we have on the internet. And I, I mean, maybe others don't, but I, I find it so interesting that, you know, the internet that we had 10 years ago is so different from what it is today in terms of the walled gardens, in terms of the distractions, in terms of like the amount of media and things that are grabbing your attention, the consumptive stuff, you know, whether it's Netflix or Reddit or even something like Wikipedia that has all the information in the world, it can become a rabbit hole of just something that almost serves as a distraction. And, you know, especially at times when you're feeling the weight of your fears or the weight of all the things that are making you anxious. It's easy to seek out those distractions as a way to ignore the fears or as a way to just kind of put them off. And I don't, you know, I'm not a psychologist. I don't necessarily know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but I don't think it's a bad thing. I think that's healthy to sometimes distract yourself with stuff and because you can't always have the switch on. You can't always be going after growth, but there are times when you will get a lot more reassurance if you just put the work forward and find a way to do so, a way that feels manageable around everything else you've got going on. 
you know, whether it's 15 minutes or 30 minutes, just even sometimes set a timer and go and Google your topic, the thing that is bothering you, the thing that you feel like you're not good at. And, you know, in some ways earn your weekends. You know, I'll talk about myself uh, and something that I did a few years back. And before I knew it, I'd built this habit. So I felt that I was behind on a lot of different topics that were really critical to technology, and especially leadership and technology. And the reason why I fell behind was just because I was in a lot of ways stagnating in my role. And it was not necessarily through fault of the team that I was a part of, but it was more just a matter of I was comfortable and I was really good at what I was doing, but it was all within the confines of that business and of that department. And so the variability, the ways to see other things, um, the ways to just challenge what we were doing, it was all very difficult to come across just organically. And I started to feel like I was falling behind. And I have two kids, young kids, that uh, I spend as much time as I possibly can with them. And so I'm very, very protective of the time that I have with my kids. And yet I needed this way of resolving that fear that was just growing and growing inside me. And I didn't do anything that's like earth shattering. It's not like you're going to hear what I did and go, wow, that's genius. I mean, it's very basic what I did. I just found that there were times when they were playing and those were the times when I could read. And what I did was I found a way to read in a way that would let me read quickly, not necessarily lose track of where I was, and focus while also being able to make sure that my kids weren't uh, getting into harm's way or attacking each other or hurting each other. And so um, I found the best thing for me was an e-reader. Um, I don't really like that e-reader kind of feeling, but as much as I like books and the feeling of books and the smell of books, I found that it's a lot harder to put the book down, tell your kids to stop hitting each other, and then pick the book back up and remember where you were. Whereas with an e-reader, it was always there. You know, I just put it down, put it back up, and I can pick up where I left off very quickly. And then on top of that, there's some nice features where you can highlight things and just use it as a way to look things up when you forget about them. But I made sure that at least 15 minutes or 30 minutes, I would read each day, and, and on the weekends, I wouldn't at all. I'd spend the time with my family. And that was really easy because 15 minutes, is, it's easy. I mean, you're spending about 15 minutes each week with me, which I'm very appreciative of. And this is, you know, this is pretty simple to do. And more importantly, if you're in an environment at work where learning is fostered, if you're in a learning environment, you know, Maybe even spend that time at work. Let your manager know because if they're the right kind of manager, they'll understand what you're trying to do and they'll see that as an investment. And so find the time, whether at work and if not at work, you know, at, you know, in your evenings, just find that 15 minutes and read or practice, you know, do something about it. The interesting thing going back to that habit that I'd formed was that before I knew it, I was reading faster, for one. Um, but two, I just found that it was 
building its own momentum because I would read one book and it would mention another book and I'd go and read that book and then I was just trying to race to get through book after book and that's a habit now that I've picked up that I'm able to just read in between things and maybe I don't give it 100% of my attention but I give it a whole lot and I think I've covered a lot of ground and I feel so much more confident today about what I know versus what I thought I knew or didn't know or any of those kind of fears that I had. Um, and the interesting thing about all of this, the, the interesting strategy behind this is something that um, I've read about from one of my most favorite celebrity people, uh, Jerry Seinfeld, which if you've not heard about his system for writing comedy, it's a great read. Definitely recommend it. But he talks about breaking the chain. And I'll paraphrase because I'm just going based off of memory here. But the idea is that he makes the time to write every day. And what he does is he gets this massive calendar uh, that has the entire year on it. And he just, every day that he writes, he puts an X on that day. And what he's done is he's hacked the system so that his only thing that he's ever focused on doing is not breaking the chain. Every single day that he puts an X on that and he creates a chain of Xs, he feels motivated, it runs on its own momentum, and he doesn't need to put a lot of energy into it. But every time that he breaks that chain, it just kind of brings everything to a halt and he has to start all over again. And so once he gets that chain of Xs, it just becomes easier and easier and easier because all he has, ever has to do is just focus on um, putting down an X. And that's an idea that I really like. I mean, I, I heard this speaker talk about this same concept once where he talked about how, you know, if you want to be a runner, you just go and run. That's what a runner does. If you want to be a writer, you sit down and you write. And it could be for five minutes. It could be for 15 minutes. It doesn't matter. You just sit down and write it. And write, you do the thing. And over time, you build up that chain. And as long as you don't break the chain, that growth will happen. Those are what that's what increments are, right? It's just that little bit of time, that little bit of time, and then sooner or later, you're where you want to be. And that's exactly the experience I had with everything that I was reading about. And that's why I still actively read today. Anytime there is a thing that I don't know about, there's a fear that I have, there's a concern, whether it's an article, whether it's a book, whether it's a blog, sometimes a YouTube video, but I find that reading helps me retain better. It's about making that chain. And sometimes it's 15 minutes and increments of 15 minutes. Sometimes it's, I'm gonna read 10 pages a day. And that's pretty small, but it's something. It's better than nothing. And the what I find is that even when those increments are smaller, what I find that I do is I actually push myself to do more. I'll say, okay, well, I, I read 10, that was quick. Let's go for 15. And that just becomes its own motivation. So. The whole point is that at some point before you know it, you get back, you get to a point where you look back and you go, I've learned a lot. I've accomplished a lot. And that fear that I have, I'm a lot more confident about what I've accomplished, what I've, where I'm at and, and the investment and the time that I put forth to, to fix that. And I think that that's the most compelling thing that you can tell someone, you know, if you're interviewing, for example, and you talk very candidly about, I felt that I had this deficit and I put this work towards fixing that. You know, it's it's pretty powerful and it's, it's you know, it's something that I think everybody deals with, but when you hear someone talk through it, uh, 
it can be really helpful. So whatever it is, you know, whether it's learning a new language, uh, trying to improve how you write algorithms and doing more code in katas, just make a little schedule for yourself. And, it, and if you're like me, it doesn't have to be very formal. I don't really like formalized processes. So I just make the mental commitment that I'm going to have to read X number of pages or for X number of minutes each day. And the first few times is difficult, but then it starts to just become easier and easier. And the last part I'll say about all this is that making that commitment is hard. Um, I've, I've read about motivation. I've heard about how there's this concept behind how people are motivated in different ways. And some people are very in internally motivated where they'll just say, I'm going to do this and that's all they need to do. They go and do it. They don't need any other factors. They don't need anything to drive their motivation. They've stated what they're going to do and they're going to go do it. And that's a very great way to be. Um, but it's not for everybody and not everyone is wired that way. There's other people who need to understand and get a full explanation of the merits and the benefits of what they're trying to do. And so once they get that understanding, then the motivation is there. So it's not simply just, I'm going to go do this, but they're understanding why do I need to do this? And then that forms the motivation. And if you're like that, then, you know, hopefully this podcast, hopefully things that you're experiencing, things that you realize as you communicate about your fears and you break down your fears, that that starts to form that motivation about how you can then go and fix it. Then there's two other types that I think are pretty interesting. One type is the people who need external motivations. And I think that in a lot of ways, I'm like that. I think that's what this podcast is about, is the fact that I need an external motivation. Um, and I need the sense that I'm being held accountable by external factors, not myself. And so that's why even with this podcast, I am pushing myself very uh, hard each week to make sure I have an episode going out. But part of that is the accountability that I've formed with you, with the audience, with the listeners, with the viewers, because I could do all of this and not publish the podcast. But if I don't, um, I'll start to slip, I'll start to slow down, and I'll just not focus on, again, those things I want to fix. So there's that external motivation. And sometimes it's simply just telling people what you're trying to do and having them check in on you. And sometimes it's, you know, it seems like you're trying to skirt the accountability aspect of it, but it's not about that. It's just a matter of feeling that sense of being a part of something, that sense of community, and that sense that people are invested in you. And, and I think that that's, you know, people who are wired uh, through having meaningful relationships with people probably are more like that. Uh, then there's the fourth type, which I think I'm also a little bit of, which is the people who are more, call them rebellious, where they're not going to necessarily, uh, if you tell them to do something or if they know that they need to do something, that they're not going to do it. The way that they get motivated is through almost like a reverse psychology approach where they need to know what other people are not doing to form that motivation. They need to find that they are going against the status quo to feel motivated to do what they're going to do. So instead of it being that, oh, you should read more books on technology or, or management so that you can be better at it, framing it as in a different way to say, do you know that most managers 
fail at management because they don't actively invest in their time uh, in growth and they don't invest time in reading books. And so they end up really just doing a bad job. And when they hear that, all of a sudden they form this motivation to go out there and do the work and, and actually be different from the rest of the managers. And I find that that is a different type of motivation that I have. So I mention all this because if you're one of those other types, not the intrinsically motivated, you just make the commitment and you do it, that gets me to the, the question that I have for you, which is what is the thing that you're going to do to address your fear? And that's going to be the next question that I put up on increments.dev. So if you've not done the questionnaires yet, please do go to increments.dev, uh, find the link that says latest questionnaire, click on it, and tell me what is the commitment that you're making? How are you going to try and resolve or or be intentional about working on that thing that you're afraid of? It could be reading, it could be exercising more, it could be whatever. Um, but again, get find a way to frame it so you're that just like Seinfeld, you're not going to break the chain. So find a way to do small increments at a time. And tell me your motivation for doing it. And you know, I'll do my best to, to make sure that we're holding each other accountable to it. So that's it. Uh, hope we'll talk soon. For more content and more info, check out www.increments.dev. There you'll find questionnaires so that you can help drive the content behind the next episode.